is the main event. What you gonna do? If you're some man, then there is who is the game. Costco said so. Rest in peace. Be the man. You gotta beat the man. Everyone has a price. Yeah, I come here to fight. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Introducing Beyond the Bell. It's time to pregame, folks. Welcome to the live edition of Beyond the Bell here on SNSRadioNetwork.com on the SNS Radio Network to present Beyond the Bell pregame for SummerSlam 2014. I'm your host for this evening, Sean Beckerman, getting you ramped up, getting you pumped for Sunday Night Showdown, coming in just a half hour before the biggest event of the summer, SummerSlam. Last time we did a live show here on BTB, it was before the 20th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Due to your great and popular reception of the show, I decided to bring it back. As I mentioned previously on Beyond the Bell, I hope to have it a part of WrestleMania weekend leading up to WrestleMania. But due to festivities and some computer and software issues, we were unable to do a live show during WrestleMania weekend. So a goal of mine was to pick it up for the summer for arguably the second biggest event of the year, and that is SummerSlam. The next 30 minutes are going to go fast as we have a jam-packed show for you leading up to the big event. Tonight, we're going to relive my favorite SummerSlam memories by breaking down my top five SummerSlams of all time. And these will be not the ones I've witnessed, but the top five that I was there live in person for. We're going to analyze who is Mr. SummerSlam. And we're going to get you geared up for the main event, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And I'll give my predictions for the show before we end the cast. So let's kick it off with my honorable mention for my top SummerSlam events. I have been lucky enough to witness eight SummerSlams live in person. My last one took place seven years ago, the 2007 edition of SummerSlam that was headlined by John Cena versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. And it's been a shame because the last few years, last six years to be exact, SummerSlam has taken place from Los Angeles, the Staples Center, the home for the Summer Sizzler. Number five on my top five all-time in-person SummerSlam moments will go to 2002. Uniondale, Long Island, New York, from the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. 
the Nassau Coliseum. In short, it was a great SummerSlam event. Notably, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels returned to the WWE inside the squared circle, that is, making his in-ring return in a street fight battling Triple H. His former best friend in an unsanctioned street fight. What a matchup between the two. I am sure this will be covered in the now published 2K showcase mode for WWE 2K15. Going over the infamous rivalries in the WWE. We know one of which will be Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. And I am sure this matchup will be included because this was Shawn Michaels return bout from his retirement. From his back injury. Wearing the uh, Christian uh, tank top and jeans and all battling Triple H and winning. What a surprising outcome. A great match. Goosebump City, folks. Definitely was in Uniondale, Long Island. Great matchup between Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. But in the main event, this could mark history, folks, in just a couple short hours. 12 years ago, then the next big thing, Brock Lesnar defeats the People's Champion, The Rock, to win the WWE Undisputed Championship. And just hours from now, it could be... I'll give you my predictions in just a bit. Brock Lesnar winning this time the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Could it be a coincidence? Just a few months shy or away, should I say, from the titles being unified in 2002. Now in 2014, months months removed from titles being unified leads to a Brock Lesnar Championship match. You cannot write it any better, folks. But 2002, my top five in spot number five of all-time SummerSlams. SummerSlam is the only one event that you could say can compare to the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. Yes, the Royal Rumble has crept up there in popularity. I think it's due to everyone ramping up for WrestleMania. But in terms of prestige in WWE slash WWF history, SummerSlam is definitely one of the big two slash three. SummerSlam is the WrestleMania of the summer. And as we prepare for, in just a few short minutes, SummerSlam and Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network, I want to take a look back at 
who could be known as Mr. SummerSlam. We all know the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels refers to himself, as, or he did, as Mr. WrestleMania. Now he calls himself Mr. Hall of Fame. So it's etched in stone no matter what that HBK was known as Mr. WrestleMania. So let's ask the question, as WWE.com did, who would be Mr. SummerSlam? So I thought it's a good time to discuss this during our pregame show. Brett the Hitman Hart can definitely be a contender, of course. I mention him because on two instances on my top five all-time SummerSlams, I was there in person to witness two of the greatest matches in Bret Hart's career. Bret Hart has had a long run in SummerSlam history with great matches. 1992, of course, the classic matchup against the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith from Wembley Stadium. But in the number four of my top five all-time greatest SummerSlam events that was there in person go to 1997 as Bret the Hitman Hart defeated The Undertaker to become WWF champion. That's with the help of the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels, his arch nemesis. But also in this event, hailing from East Rutherford, New Jersey, from the Continental Airlines Arena, now known as the IZOD Center, in front of 20-plus thousand fans, I was in attendance. I witnessed Owen Hart take on Stone Cold Steve Austin with the infamous pile driver incident in which Stone Cold's head was in between Owen's legs, causing paralysis for Stone Cold for minutes, almost ending Stone Cold's not just career, but his life. And then the opening match, Mankind versus Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley with Mick Foley jumping from near the top of the blue bar cage. Give a la Jimmy Snuka, giving the I love you sign, squashing Triple H in the middle of the ring from start to finish. A great show, and it was leading towards that peak or arriving on the runway as they're about to lift off and explode through the Attitude Era after, of course, the Montreal Screwjob and the Mr. McMahon character being born, but for being there in person. It was hard to, to rival 1997 was an important year in SummerSlam history and my top four of my top five all-time SummerSlam events. Between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, I am here to be an impartial referee. We're back here live pre-gaming it before SummerSlam in just a few short minutes and Sunday Night Showdown. Triple H can be considered a possible Mr. SummerSlam. Going back to his pay-per-view debut with a win over Bob Holly in SummerSlam in 1995. The game's career-defining wins have come at SummerSlam. Highly popularized wins for Triple H have happened during the Summer Sizzler. 
But like I just mentioned previously, arguably the Triple H's breakout match, the singular bout that really made him at that point was the Intercontinental title win over The Rock in the ladder match in Madison Square Garden in 98. Also notably, like I just mentioned on top five, number five of my top five in 2002, taking on HBK in that street fight. Great matchup. 2007, a major return win over King Booker. Two tag team wins with DX with Shawn Michaels, his former foe in in 2002, his monstrous battle and brawl with Brock Lesnar, Triple H, no matter if he won or lost, can be definitely a contender for Mr. SummerSlam. Let's look at top three of my all-time SummerSlam moments. 1988, the very first ever SummerSlam. I was there live in person to witness. Over 20,000 fans from in Madison Square Garden witnessing the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Me in full Hulkster gear witnessing Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage with the secret weapon, Miss Elizabeth Yeah, Taking on the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant with special guest referee Jesse the Body Ventura, who would years later, amazingly, right? 11 years later, be the special guest referee in SummerSlam of 99. Rated R Superstar Edge was mentioned in the honorable mention section of my top five SummerSlam moments taking place from Madison Square Garden, SummerSlam 98. He made his debut there not long after arriving in the WWF. That would be the first of eight victories. And there was two losses at SummerSlam for the now Hall of Famer, the Rated R Superstar. He established his superiority in 2000 when he and Christian defended their world tag team titles in the very first tables, ladders, and chairs match, TLC personified. But then Edge's most personal feud came to fruition in 2005 at SummerSlam, where he showed a new side of himself, unleashing a different animal as he destroyed Matt Hardy, leaving him unable to continue all surrounding Lita. But some say his biggest victory at SummerSlam was the year after in 2006. Even though he was WWE champion, he was seen by many as the underdog, taking on, of course, John Cena. However, Edge had Lita and his mental prowess, you could say, being known as the ultimate opportunist, he cracked Cena and retained the title on the summer's biggest stage, defeating John Cena and retaining the WWE title at the second biggest event of the year can be a 
big feather in the cap of Edge. Win in terms of wins and losses, Edge is definitely a contender for Mr. SummerSlam. And as we look back at my top five SummerSlam moments and, and events, the third one was 88. For me, back-to-back years, 89 was just as important to me being there in person. Back-to-back years, this is number two on my all-time SummerSlam events. This time, hopping over a state into New Jersey, East Rutherford, Meadowlands Arena, Continental Airlines Arena, now Izod Center, over 20,000 fans witnessing this time Hulk Hogan and Brother Brutai, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, taking on Macho Man Randy Savage, former Mega Power, and Zeus. This was the event that I was dressed up like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. If you go back onto the WWE Network, I have uh, photos of it on ringannouncing.com, also on my Twitter. Uh, from the event when I was dressed up like Brother Brutai, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Scissors and all, getting psyched for the main event and the tag team main event. And this will go down as my second biggest memory, second biggest event. I was on TV. Come on. Tanned up and mullet and all. It was a great event. The Ultimate Warrior. The crowd going crazy. What can you What an event. SummerSlam 89, the second ever SummerSlam, will forever be remembered in my mind as one of the greatest just because I was a kid loving it during the Hulkamania era. And I was on pay-per-view. Come on. SummerSlam 89, number two on my top five. As you know, the Ultimate Warrior... SummerSlam has had many memories over the years, and in 96, we witnessed the first ever Boiler Room Brawl against The Undertaker, which came just months after Mankind. Mick Foley made his debut in the WWF. The Undertaker and Mankind battling in the Boiler Room Brawl in 96 at SummerSlam to 97, like I mentioned on my top five taking on Triple H in the cage match, 99, leaving with the WWF title, with Jesse Ventura once again being special referee, in a matchup with Steve Austin. Who would ever predict Mankind emerging world champion? Two of Foley's losses at SummerSlam came on technicalities, you could say. In 98, he entered as the world tag team champion with Kane, but was nowhere but... Kane was nowhere to be found, so to speak, and Foley lost the titles after putting up a a good effort against the Outlaws, but two-on-one. And then in 2006, Mick Foley battled in a classic match, you could say, against Nature Boy Ric Flair, an I Quit match. 
Mick Foley lost, but only when Ric Flair threatened Foley's friend at the time, Molina. So technicalities for losses at Fo- for Foley at SummerSlam. But uh, even after he retired as commissioner in the year 2000, Foley has made a mark in SummerSlam history, and you can, you can put him as a contender, I feel. But there's another guy that's going to take place in the main event of SummerSlam this year, Brock Lesnar. He has competed in just four matches, so why would you say he's Mr. SummerSlam? But they were huge. His debut SummerSlam, like I said, in 2002, on number five, defeating The Rock for the championship. 2003, he battled Kurt Angle in a great match, but then he was absent for years, becoming UFC champion, then returning back to the company for back-to-back years previously, first forcing the game to tap out at the 25th anniversary of SummerSlam, and then last year in 2003, he destroyed, well, it was a good match. I won't say destroyed, but in a sense, he gave it to CM Punk, but he defeated the second city St. CM Punk in a no disqualification match with Paul Heyman in the middle. So Brock is up there as contender for Mr. SummerSlam, I'd say. But you talk Mr. SummerSlam, let's consider Mr. WrestleMania for Mr. SummerSlam. His debut in 89 as one half of the Rockers, defending his IC title against Mr. Perfect in 93 and in 95. He defeated Razor Ramon in in the legendary rematch uh, from the WrestleMania 10 ladder match, headlining SummerSlam 96, defending the title against Vader. His return in 2002 against Triple H. In 2005, his matchup against the immortal Hulk Hogan, teaming back together with Triple H as D-Generation X in 2006. And... As well, 2009, making his final appearance. Very solid matches. But the guy that retired him can be considered as well. The Undertaker. In the early 90s, battling Kamala and Giant Gonzalez. Then who could forget Undertaker vs. Undertaker in 94. Like I mentioned earlier, the Boiler Room Brawl in 96 with Mankind. As well as the 97 matchup with Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin in 98, JBL in 2004, his memorable Hell in a Cell match against Edge in 2008. He's up there. He very well could be Mr. SummerSlam. Randy Orton is an impressive 5-2 record. From his rookie debut in 2007 against John Cena, he became the youngest world champion, defeating Chris Benoit at SummerSlam. And there have been only two SummerSlams in Orton's career where he hasn't battled for either the WWE or World Heavyweight Championship. Orton took on two of the biggest icons in the industry in Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker at SummerSlam. When you look at everyone we compared, in my opinion, I'm going to give you who I think Mr. SummerSlam is after I give you the number one moment in my SummerSlam history. My favorite SummerSlam of all time. In my top five, number one goes to SummerSlam 1991. Back in Madison Square Garden, I was lucky enough to be there for the first four SummerSlams, 88 through 91, going from New York to New Jersey, Philadelphia, back to New York, where I witnessed arguably my greatest card in person especially in the 90s by by far. The match made from in heaven, match made in hell. Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior defeating Sergeant Slaughter and Colonel Mustafa as well as General Adnan in a three-on-two handicap match with Sid Justice being the special guest referee. The Legion of Doom winning their first WWE Tag Team titles, defeating the Nasty Boys. Virgil defeating Ted DiBiase to become the Million Dollar Champion. 
the infamous jailhouse match, Big Boss Man defeating the Mountie. Great comedy there, and Bret Hart defeating Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. And then, the, at, to cap it all off, the match made from heaven. Macho Man Randy Savage marrying Miss Elizabeth to close out the show, and then which would turn into the infamous storyline that Jake the Snake Roberts would ruin the post-wedding celebration with the vicious Viper Snake out of, the, out of the, one of the wedding presents. My favorite, number one, SummerSlam event of all time to be there live in person, SummerSlam 91. close out the show and get pumped for Sunday Night Showdown and SummerSlam coming up on the WWE Network and Sunday Night Showdown, SNSRadioNetwork.com. I feel comparing all the contenders for Mr. SummerSlam as of right now, I would give the title to the legend killer, the Viper Randy Orton. SummerSlam has made his career. He's excelled at the event. He's taken on the great one, the greatest superstars in the industry at SummerSlam. And like I mentioned, he's been involved in championship matches throughout most of his SummerSlam career. But tonight, another individual has the opportunity to make history and take the ranks of Mr. SummerSlam as if Brock Lesnar defeats John Cena. He has the ability to make history once again, winning the championship, winning a unified title months after it being unified and combined, making history. Brock Lesnar could be your new Mr. SummerSlam after tonight. So as we wrap things up, I'll give my predictions for the upcoming card. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins in a Lumberjack match. I still see this feud continuing on. I can question the stipulation of the Lumberjack match. Somehow I see Seth Rollins pulling out a victory by possibly someone in the Lumberjack area ruining it for Dean Ambrose. But you can always say... In McMahon's booking history, anyone that's had the Money in the Bank briefcase is always lost because he has the briefcase, right? But I think they're going to change things around and keep Rollins strong coming out SummerSlam. The Intercontinental title, speaking about guys that have been buried with the Money in the Bank briefcase, Dolph Ziggler takes on The Miz, the champion for the IC title. I would love Dolph Ziggler to win and become IC champion. I think it's deserved. I think it should happen. But I do see The Miz still retaining, unfortunately. They got this gimmick going with them, possibly leading into the release of the Marine 4. I don't know if it's going to extend that long, but they may wait for somebody else to come dethrone The Miz for the title, maybe Batista. I would love to see Dolph win, but I truly... 
deep down, somehow feel the Miz will retain the title. Randy Orton, Mr. SummerSlam, takes on Roman Reigns. This is where I think he could pass the torch over. He could still keep his title from as Mr. SummerSlam by having a great match with the former Shield member, but Roman Reigns should have his breakout match and create a new legacy for himself and start a new trend, possibly a new start for a new Mr. SummerSlam in Roman Reigns as I think he'll defeat Randy Orton. Paige taking on AJ Lee for the Divas title. I see Paige winning, possibly AJ leaving, maybe for good, who knows. But AJ laying the groundwork for a heel run as champion for Paige. Jack Swagger versus Rusev flag match. Somehow, I think they'll have Jack Swagger win since it's an on-pin type of situation to keep the spirit of America going, but with Rusev destroying him after the match, leading to possible another blow-off match at the next pay-per-view United Champions, possibly, with Rusev coming out victorious, but Swagger wins tonight. Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon. A singles matchup here between these two bitter rivals that have culminated to this point. I think I see uh, a Russo swerve here with Nikki turning on Brie to adjoining with the authority and Stephanie winning. I don't I don't think you'll see D, I don't think you'll see D Bryant, Daniel Bryan here for this matchup. Then Bray Wyatt versus Chris Jericho. Rowan and Harper banned from ringside. I do see Bray getting the victory here, splitting it one match apiece, leading to the blow-off third and final grudge match between Jericho and Bray Wyatt. At Night of Champions, the main event, John Cena, champion against Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I believe the Beast Incarnate, the Paul Heyman Beast, comes out victorious to become World Heavyweight Champion, possibly taking the Mr. SummerSlam title with it, and possibly taking the title through into SummerSlam 31 to battle, who knows, supposedly Roman Reigns. Those are my picks coming up for the 2014 SummerSlam. And that wraps up this live pregame show leading into Sunday Night Showdown and SummerSlam. This is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. Take it away, guys. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show.